I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're going to be talking about Taboo Tattoo. Uh, this was your choice, if I'm not mistaken, Rick. It was. It's something that after watching the first episode, realized that I've actually seen it before. Uh, yeah, and- I realized that uh, when I said I think I've seen it, I was for sure in that after the first couple of seconds. Um, this came out in July 2016, ran through September 2016. It was 12 episodes long. A couple of the producers for it are TV Tokyo, ATX, Magic Capsule, uh, Dive 2 Entertainment, just to name a couple. And the studio for it was JC Staff. It's actually based off of a manga, and the genres are action, mystery, comedy, superpower, supernatural, martial arts, sending. And the only one that I actually disagree with on that as a whole is comedy. Really? I felt like they were trying to be comedic in a couple of parts for it but the only part, there was only like one character i felt that they hardcore wanted comedy but it, i agree it didn't really make much sense um i think his name was like colonel sanders or something like they've <laughs> the only comedy i can think of <laughs> is in the names uh well that and and also in the beginning when they first introduced the main character uh justice which they don't really call him by his name all the way throughout the series um it's just when they first introduce him and he's in a fight the two punks that are fighting him they're saying i'm gonna tell my mommy on you and then run away yeah yeah which is very uncharacteristic very i mean like it's also kind of a shot in the dark random too for it it's like yeah yeah it's a throwaway i would guess you'd say but essentially the whole show revolves around these tattoos essentially um they're not granted to you because you want them they're these crystals essentially that you hold and they absorb into your skin and somehow it's attached to your soul and allow you access to otherworldly beings power kind of cool one of the things that i actually found pretty interesting about it is they're they're even stating for this that it's not even new or upcoming technology it's actually really old and ancient uh technology and what tattoos actually used to be for and we just have lost the ability or don't know how to replicate it even though through science and social engineering and uh, and everything else they're trying to recreate it it's just not possible for them to at least to not to the same degree that the originals are at yeah the first the originals were actually able to tap into like the soul and get stuck on a person uh i think america and maybe one other country were able to make duplicates which they call copy tattoos which i would say act very similar to a uh a temporary tattoo because you're able to pull them off and stuff like that but they don't give you quite the same benefit also contrary in contrast they also don't take the same amount of toll you're not going to basically die because you have this tattoo uh what's kind of cool really cool actually is 
Each tattoo has what they call a trigger or an activation material. Uh, <laughs> one of the main characters, Bluesy Floozy, who is a lieutenant in the U.S. military, her tattoo ability, uh, essentially, she's able to compress air and then let it blow up. She's, she's She uses basically a pressure cooker. Um, she can put compressed air into things like bullets and or rocks at certain points in time. Um, actually, she doesn't even need to use material. She can just throw compressed air at people and it'll explode like when it releases which is really an interesting uh, I guess thought but for some weird reason Bluesy Floozy uh, lost the ability to age when she accepted the tattoo albeit accidentally we find out later that she's actually a really main character in the tattoo story arc meaning it was her family that originally found the tattoos ironically enough in the Grand Canyon of all places Uh, but because she was not what they considered to be a perfect match there were some extreme side effects such as her not aging but she's able to use her tattoo by activating its trigger all tattoos for the most part have triggers and her trigger for some weird reason is chalk she has to just hold it like crush it and it'll act on her tattoo now when you have an activated trigger you're able to have one of a multiple thing it happens but the primary thing is while your tattoo is active it's only active for a certain period of time and during this time you have elevated strength agility speed and cognitive ability so you can think faster act faster uh the problem is if you're not used to it like when you first go through it you're gonna i guess overstep like if you're trying to just run you'll run way too fast and while your body is able to move faster and your mind can move faster your reaction time you're not expecting it so it surprises you so if you dodge instead of dodging to the left a foot you're gonna dodge 10 feet that kind of thing because everything basically just amplifies exponentially and that's the core behind it uh another trigger for someone else's uh for tom which is a supporting character uh his trigger is cigarettes so he can crush a cigarette and then that activates it now justice uh and then there's uh, some other characters as well they have what are considered triggerless tattoos in other words you don't have to have a trigger for him or at least that's what you're led to believe i would honestly kind of disagree with the fact that justice his tattoo is a triggerless tattoo because his trigger is blood whereas everyone else doesn't need anything to activate their trigger for at least their triggerless tattoos which is weird it's a triggerless tattoo and they're told it's a triggerless tattoo and that it's a very special and unique one but he has to have blood to activate the trigger my theory on that is that the trigger isn't necessarily blood the reason it's considered to be a triggerless tattoo is because it's different for everyone who possesses it. Whereas with the other triggers, it's a constant. Although that makes no sense. Why would cigarettes be a trigger for something that was created a millennia ago when they didn't have cigarettes? And why chalk? would it be uh, bullets like uh, Colonel yeah. Sanders? Exactly. <laughs> his Colonel is Sanders. bullets. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas another one, another kind of bad guy, semi sort of main character who serves a certain plot value, um, her her, her trigger name is Strodinger's cat. That's what they call it. Whereas her trigger is willpower. Yeah. Like what? Well, you know, why not? Anime I logic. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, like technically hers is more of a triggerless tattoo than, than yeah. justice. His, his, you have to have blood and they give him basically an endless supply of blood. <laughs> we need your blood. We're going to a blood drive. Why? Uh, reasons. 
we we need you specifically. Yeah, um, it's kind of it's kind of funny because it's just the absurdity of it, just the sheer the way things work. For instance, the triggerless tattoo is his power is essentially making a void. And as I understand it, while the user might die, the trigger will live on. Meaning you can apply the same tattoo, not the trigger. Sorry, the tattoo will live on. Meaning that the tattoo will survive four or five different people, different um, yeah different people uh, with the rare exception of when one trigger when one trigger eats the other for instance there is a gentleman who is extremely important to the plot so much so that he has more than one name he's referred to as bb he's referred to as blood uh there was another one that you reminded me of that i forgot uh blackstone yeah like what was his first name brad brad blackstone or blood black or blood blackstone and that's the <laughs> that's a tongue twister say that five times fast he is without a doubt the only character that had oh no wait i take that back there's another character that has a name that has absolutely nothing to do with his justice he also goes by a couple of different names yeah segi uh, kutsuki or something like that yeah uh sigiro and then you have floozy bluesy uh who also goes by izzy and it's that's cool but they interchange she also goes by bunny yeah which is unique i mean like they even have a bunny in the house where uh justice meets floozy and tom i think that there was a reason for that and not necessarily because of its representation i think that animals were good triggers or not good trigger sensors essentially good tattoo sensors because the bunny was always freak out when someone with a trigger with a tattoo activated uh shows up i mean like they only show the bunny freaking out one time that's it yeah that's when that's when the schrodinger's cat chick showed up ill yeah Uh, and there's also in this i realize it's a bit late to the game there are three major powers at play here uh the japanese government you have a government called kingdom and then you have a government called the united states the united states has one tattoo i guess treasure trove in the grand canyon like i mentioned before the kingdom who for some reason has vastly more intelligence and vastly more more information about these tattoos than any other company or yeah, company every other country uh, has two tattoo uh, um, they also have an unlimited supply of resources and yeah. they've also perfected cloning yeah to an unfortunate degree and i say that not because i'm like oh cloning is bad but because of what they had to do to get there it was in, extremely inhumane yeah that said the last antarctica i think it was the last uh, treasure trove Basically, whoever collected, there was four copies of every tattoo. One in America, two in, I want to say in Antarctica. No. Where was it? Uh, I don't think they ever specified where the fourth one was. They, the area, they, I, knew, I know that. They they said uh, one was in America in the Grand Canyon. Kingdom had mm-hmm. two of them. Um, and the other one was in Japan. Hence why oh, it took place right. in Japan. You're right. That's why they were in Japan to begin with, to get to the last treasure trove. Yep. So that makes, that makes so much sense. I don't know. Eh, either way. Yeah, technicalities. Unimportant. Yeah, much like some. much like what happens in this, a lot of it's not really important. In fact, the main character, and I I hate to say it, the main character, Justice, is mm-hmm. really annoying. Very much so. But I want to say they did that fo- so you could see his character arc. I think it was really unnecessary, but I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, honestly, he's upset all the time, complains, 
whiny and I get it. He's a teenager. He's a kid. But he's also like basically bullying adults and military brigadier generals and <laughs> into getting his way. And it's like at that point, they would honestly slap the living crap out of him and just say tough beans. You're right. But he does have this tattoo that he just for some strange reason happens to be perfect for. Well, it's not and even that he's perfect for it. I mean, like Floozy even tells Justice when they're talking like in episode three, I think it is. She says to him that, uh, look, we don't have to. We're, we're doing this as a kindness. We could take the tattoo. Keep in mind, we don't even have to take take you alive. We could just take your arm that it's associated with. That Yeah, it's kind of scary that you just say it like that, you know? Yeah. But it's like, think about that. Like you've got a tattoo on your hand. It's connected to your soul. They have ways to get it off you. One of the ways is chopping your arm off. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> you have my cooperation until I know better. Yeah. Because and he at that point, he still then is complaining all the way up until like episode nine. I want to say. Yeah. He's kind of a well, episode nine. You think? Yeah. Because he's sitting there. He complains and he even convinces uh, the Colonel Sanders to bring his lifelong childhood friend Toku with him. Yeah. Who right. then ends up dying because they're in a battle, a mega battle, and he's pissed off because she gets killed as a result of this battle that he what? allowed her to come to, that he basically insisted insisted on her coming to. Now, here's what I don't get. Here's here's the thing that frustrates me to no end. The triggerless tattoo, the owner of it, the, the guy who's wielding it, is essentially immortal. Now, what's kind of cool, I, I need to stop saying that. What's interesting about the tattoos, once they're activated, your healing factor, your healing properties go through the roof. You have Wolverine-style healing. Yeah, and you can even pick up your own arm and reattach it and instantly be okay. Only the triggerless tattoo can do that. Yes. I, but... I double-checked that because Floozy loses an arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Colonel Sanders loses an arm and a, and a leg. And whereas his the triggerless And his eyes. Whereas the triggerless tattoo was stabbed through everywhere. But he's functionally immortal. BB, who also had a triggerless tattoo, was like, you can't cut me. You chop it off, I can put it back on. Like, it's it's not that big of a deal for me. Now, and he, I, I feel like we have to really state um, the real big drawback on the triggerless tattoos. <laughs> you mean the part where it consumes you? Yes, when you finally reach your limit, as opposed to everyone else. The, the reason why they're called triggerless tattoos, and they actually state this, uh, despite the fact that Justice has a double whammy, his is both a triggerless and a trig- has a trigger. Uh, the trigger for it is actually your soul, and it's actually for the triggerless ones, it's actually consuming your soul for it. Yeah, so, whereas the other ones are using chalk. Or yeah, wood, or, or anything <laughs> else. Uh, which brings to question, like, why would Justice, why would his require not only his soul, but blood to help supplement it? Well, they did mention that he was uniquely qualified for that triggerless tattoo. Whereas BB, when he was given the triggerless tattoo, it was stated that while his triggerless, while his affinity for the triggerless tattoo was 85%, it wasn't perfect. Justice just so happened to be perfect. That is my logic. That's my reasoning. So if you're perfect for it, you require 100% a trigger. trigger. So it doesn't consume your soul. No, no, because even then he starts having issues with it at the end. He starts offering his soul up, but Uh, I mean, he never went away. 
he never lost his soul. I mean, like, there's a whole wide variety of reasons as to why that could be too. True. And eventually, when B, he actually teaches him, BB shows up, honestly, in one of the most badass ways you could possibly do. You show up, you know, like, I am now the, <laughs> you go from, well, we have a protagonist that kind of sucks. Well, BB shows up and he's everything you want the protagonist to be. Just super cool, super suave, just straight. Can we switch? Can we just trade main characters for a minute, you know? Yeah. And they're working with a guy who's fairly important, but I would say a third party to this war, this conflict. And the guy's name is Mr. Wiseman or Dr. Wiseman. Dr. Wiseman, you meet in the very beginning and you don't really understand his relevance because he's the one that gives out the tattoo. He's also at the very end, the one who I want to say manipulates and masterminds everyone to a ceasefire, essentially. Um, But for the reason I'm, I'm introducing him now is Wiseman and BB are working together against everybody trying to end this war. And he's given a virus. Or BB is given a virus to, to put in. I don't think it takes, but it also the virus, instead of taking the way that it's supposed to helps I- extend his 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 lifespan, essentially, where the soul won't eat him alive completely. Because when you meet him, when you meet BB, everyone's like, oh, if you use it one more time, you're going to die. You already know that. But he's using it over and over and over and over. Well, it's when you use it to the fullest capacity, you're going to die. And he basically, at the end, begs to be, uh, to use it one last time when, uh, when Toku's dying and Toku gets, is about to die. Uh, that's when he basically offers himself up. And this is really where the main character to justice, this is really where it just like, come on, man, really? I was going to say, I kind of felt he was real childish in this situation. That That's... But- that's that was my whole feeling it's like bb is offering up his life he and he's telling justice i need you to do this because i'm going to be consumed regardless i need you to consume me and take my tattoo so that way uh a psycho princess over there doesn't take it and just (laughs) murder you right now true and justice just sits there crying like a wuss saying no i can't do that i can't do i can't kill you i can't do this Win, 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 win. And that's when the super badass BB sh- uh, calls out. Says, he yeah, calls. calls out the tattoo's source, which happens to be this like m- lizard thing. Just I would the Godzilla esque lizard metal thing. Yeah. And he's like, hey, source, I know you can hear me. I want you to eat me so I can become that power. And in the process of doing this, I think it's really awesome because I feel that justice kind of matures in a sense. Oh, no, he does. No, he doesn't. Like, he, 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 it's he, weird. He, it's almost as if he learned everything that because control got better. His his, his fighting tactics got better for no apparent reason. No, no. It, it got better because of a year-long training sequence that you didn't see. Yeah, I guess. They they literally say, we've been here for over a year and you've been training this no, whole no, time. I, I get and, that. And also, it's not even because of that that he gained control. They... Dr. Wise puts him in this container that has copies of, of uh, BB's uh, memories and he's able to see his memories and everything like that. And so you have this one whole episode, which I'm assuming is the reason why that you do an entire year skip on a uh, BB. So you have one episode instead of it being a training montage, instead of it being uh, cue the training montage, you have a uh, cue the backstory for a dead character that then further explains 
psycho princess. But you don't see him die. Like, you know that he doesn't actually die. Because in the final episode, when, when the big clash comes down, he's there. BB is there. He's like, hey, thanks, essentially, to, to Floozy. Well, he says, oh, our soul's connected. So that way yeah. you can... And so he's dead. It's just his soul was consumed by justice. As fair, fair. odd as that sounds. But you're right. In this episode where everyone goes back and, and, and he, he basically understands where BB is coming from and how he was able to do what he did. Yeah. You meet the main protagonist, the main, uh, what was it, antagonist would be the bad well, you, person? you actually the meet. The main antagonist. The main antagonist uh, several episodes before. So, you know, that's not really when you meet the antagonist, the main antagonist, who True, I'm just going to call Arai because she runs awry from all the other hmm. clones. Yeah. Which she is a clone, which is why you learn that she is actually a clone among hundreds of other clones and she draws on the power and life force basically from what I can gather of all the other clones too. Well, from what I saw, from what I if my understanding was correct, she was she was one of several who are currently um conscious and and functioning, but they were all given ta- like tattoos from what I understand. And because she was given uh I would say one that was perfect for her, she was able to actually tap into clones and use their their abilities. I would assume very similarly to the fact that they, they've they're all clones, which means they all share a soul. So she's essentially got multiple multiple tattoos at her disposal, multiple powers, which is why she's able to teleport, why she's able to uh create stone spears, stone slabs, why she's able to do something uh, called like noise canceling, which but is essentially no- noise canceling is actually not unique to just her. It, it can Correct. actually be it, it done be to, yeah, with any of them. And it's the effect of one tattoo canceling out another one. It's not unique to just one. It's from how yeah. I was described, how I interpreted it is, is any of them. I got the same, I got the same interpretation, except uh, I'm going to add on to that because when one tattoo cancels out another, that tattoo also is unable to activate its own abilities. So basically you're fighting mano a mano. Whereas when the princess does it, she's able to still use other abilities. Yeah. So that's that's why. That's what I got out of it. And the princess actually, this is where you learn her, like how she's able to surround herself with basically tattoo users. And she goes, she goes, she gets some mad loyalty out of these people. She does. It's, it's scary. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. But it's just, huh. That amount of loyalty to a child essentially is, well, I mean, I'd say it can only happen in anime, but <laughs> charismatic people do charismatic things to get people to do that, I guess. Yeah. To say so. the least, I mean, she is wicked powerful too on top of that, but she's also wicked perverted too, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. She, I, I think her, <laughs> her weakness is lust, which is kind of and weird. It's not lust for men. It's lust for women. She, she, she is very lustful for women. Well, she does kiss justice in a weird way, links their souls. I feel like you she know, kisses that, that him been, more along that, the lines to just screw with him. Okay. So at the very end, Wiseman says the princess unknowingly linked herself to you and they flashed that kiss. Maybe her trigger, her tattoo allows her to link people together by kissing them, which is why she's able to control the Schrodinger's cat, which is why she's able to control other tattoos. It's not that their souls are linked. It's that she physically linked everybody together. That's the of her cross tattoo thing. Oh, you know what? That's right. Because she does say linking and she only teleports to where other people are that she's already been with. Dude, 
dude, I just thought that's awesome. Kick ass, man. Right on. Huh. That brings it all to a whole uh, slightly different level. Makes her a little bit less uh, magical. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say a little less awe-inspiring, but at the same time, way to take a weakness and turn it into a strength. Yeah. Jeez. Most most definitely. Yeah. And Um, then she can technically like manipulate your your tattoo just as she does for Ill, uh, the Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. Dang. I didn't even. Wow. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm just a little taken aback amongst them all too are all unique in the ones that they at least display every single one yeah. I, I would have to say one of the more unique powers one of the more unique ones is uh ills uh schrodinger's cat hers is one of yeah. the more unique ones because it really plays on the fact that what you're looking at really isn't there because that's part of her power in other words she can use her power if you're looking at her but if you're not looking at her you can't she can't use her so long as someone is looking at her it doesn't have to be you yeah exactly and and that's one of the really unique things that i feel like that really makes her kind of op in the sense that as long as there's someone there for her to fight she can use her power and and she could be awe-inspiring in that sense even crazier she's the one we truly thought had the triggerless tattoo because it seemed to be just willpower yeah in order that that activates it exactly uh, but yeah what was <laughs> with her it's it's really interesting because schrodinger's cat is essentially when you put a cat in a box and close the box, the cat is both living and dead at that point in time. You have equal chances of both, at least in, in that's a super lightweight way to look at it. But with that thought process, if you're looking at her, she's both attacking you and not attacking you. And I think she can kind of choose which one to do. Yeah. So when uh-huh. she falls through a ceiling, the ceiling is both there and not there. When the guys in the helicopter are looking at her as she's doing the attack for her, but then she chooses the floor to be there, but people who are being attacked see her so of course boom again it either is or is not she can choose so that's just awesome yeah that that is way overpowered um but yeah oh also now i realize this is backtracking just a little bit but to explain the tattoos a little bit more when they boost your physical being your physical i guess uh parameters it was stated that the fastest runner given a tattoo will be the fastest tattoo user the strongest person in the world given a tattoo will be the strongest tattoo user the tattoos don't uh, even everybody out to an, an exalted level of being, it just naturally boosts what you already have. So if you're ba- if you if you train your base and and you work out your base when you activate your tattoo, your gains essentially will be exponentially greater. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the things yeah. I, I actually like. It doesn't yeah, increase everyone cool. to an equal level. If you're already the best at this, you will just exponentially increase on top of that. So if you're fast fastest in the runner like you were saying fastest runner in the world you will still be the fastest runner in the world with the tattoo yeah so anyway (laughs) going forward a little bit so after we get that that year of training training he goes justice essentially says yeah i don't understand it either i just i know what's going to happen and i just anticipate and move forward from it and he actually becomes quite the badass in just a year he does but he's still annoying yeah yeah he doesn't actually ever get past that but let's be honest at the oldest we're looking at him as 16 year old even after the year at the absolute oldest he's 16 yeah and so i mean it's not completely unexpected that a 16 year old boy hasn't matured completely yeah that's very true one of the other things that i feel really bring it all together is Arai or a psycho princess um <laughs> she actually explains why because uh just before the training montage 
one of the reasons why in fact the only reason why toku was actually killed in front of justice is to cause him to be angry and full of despair and and vengeful and essentially to hinder him yeah because he can't unlock truly unlock the full potential the full power of the triggerless tattoo when he's angry and full of hatred and Arai actually says i did that so that way you couldn't unlock it i did that so that way you would be self-hindering because you'd be so full of anger and hatred and blind blind to everything else that your connection is now weaker and you can no longer use it to the fullest effect like you would have been you're less dangerous essentially yep and what was kind of funny she when when she killed well when when she killed air quotations his essential girlfriend she arai actually asks ill what's the best story people love and the answer was a revenge story a story about revenge so it's kind of third wall breaking right there in that moment when that happened i literally went oh fuck and i i felt bad i felt genuinely hurt for the main character the weird part is i actually could relate a little bit not in real life obviously but like for some reason they were able to make <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is that you know someone that got eaten by a larger than life lion and one fell bite and then you went on a rampage a year later after a nice training montage well yeah oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> um so with with all that being said and 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 it really coming to a round close with not really giving it a round close so i feel that they tried to fit a bunch of stuff in in the last two or three episodes and it felt really rushed but you find out a lot of what i would consider to be relatively important information for instance the the time that they found the pete the americans found their treasure trove of uh, was by pure accident and the first tattoo first of the two tattoos the first two were exposed was the triggerless tattoo and bluesy floozy tattoo that she was if not the first tattoo user and she got stuck in the body that was given to her that was granted her essentially by the tattoo and her younger brother was the first triggerless tattoo at least we don't happen to him he died he was consumed by it so floozy was one of the first people to get the the tattoos her brother was the first to get the triggerless tattoo and uh, i i almost want to say when they were first recruiting justice they're like hey your tattoo is dangerous and here's what happened to the last guy who had your who was not compatible it went out of control and this is what was left and they show him a picture right. maybe that was her brother they showed maybe maybe crazy to think but and then you find out that colonel sanders is her dad crazy right is he her dad though he is because she actually calls him dad by name and he goes i was trying to protect my daughter and now colonel sanders was the comic relief i was referring to because he puts a new at the base in the in the grand canyon to blow it up and when he clicks it he's like what the hell it's, it's not working and the princess shows up and goes everyone needs a clown he goes i'm not a clown yeah he, <laughs> the the last like i want to say eight lines of his dialogue is i'm not a clown oh crap i'm a clown i'm a clown 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 why clown yeah so i mean i think that was their attempt at humor yeah, they they, they really funny 
They really should have just like left it though and not tried to do yeah, that. After the first two times, maybe. And it is little- you know, and obviously how it ends is with a uh, justice overtaking evil and winning. He, well, in a in a way, kinda. He he <laughs> fights the princess, and the princess is just whooping his butt. And of course, good was fighting her, and then Floozy shows up with one of her side guys, sidekicks, and was like, Hey Justice, you get out of here. We need you to survive. We're going to fight her in your place. And somehow they're able to actually like knock her down a few pegs. They're somehow able to knock her down a few pegs. And then she goes berserk, essentially, and goes into her tattoo form, the triggerless tattoo uh, form of... Godzilla, I guess. And that that kind of forces justice into his form too. His soul essentially was consumed by the trigger tattoo. And when the trigger took over, he assumed the animal form, which again, the metal version of Godzilla. And that's when Dr. Wiseman was clicks a button and then you get this backstory like, oh, I gave him these pills. Well, now these pills give him the same power that the princess does. Actually, the princess, the he clicks the button a long, long before that actually happened happens okay uh like during during the fight yeah he clicks the button and and these and it starts happening it actually starts hindering him uh because he's trying to actually destroy the tattoos so that way it also destroys the princess and hinders her permanently too i i didn't get that i i got the that he was just trying to stop the princess from doing what she was doing he he Um, just wants to overtake everything that's honestly all wiseman wants to do (laughs) yeah but so what ends up happening is because the princess kissed justice he was able to exploit that link and essentially get half of the power that she was drawing from her clones and it became a fair fight power wise but not experience wise and you start to see that because justice was way more adept combat and the princess was more used to using her powers yeah so justice wins because he knows how to fight well justice prevails (laughs) good pun good pun so but yes Justice prevails. Justice prevails. And then during after basically after that, they do what really is kind of a, a solid, hard, hard push for a season two. No, they didn't. That was it. That, that, no, no, I'm going to have to disagree with you because that they ended it, but in one of the worst ways I can possibly imagine, because I would have respected it more if they're like coming next week, season two. No, in no. the ending credits, you essentially get a laundry list of different fights that they got and the tattoos are all of different really awesome designs if I am being honest I really liked them they are and you can acknowledge it for what it is a push and hope for season two maybe what I did see was at the very end they even had Colonel Sanders with one less leg (laughs) he always lost a limb whatever he was doing and he finally got his explosion off it's, but again, it's, like it's, at the very end, you have all these tattoos circling this main masterpiece of a tattoo, and then it was six, and then it was four, and the four turned into one. And that essentially meant to me, in my mind, told me that there's only two tattoos left. There's one tattoo with two different users. Oh, and then you and your dreams. There's an overvoice that says, I, what do the last two decide? Or something like that. Yeah. That, that's kind of what 
no. You that's kind of why I was going with that. No. Nah. it was. You don't think so? No. You, how could they possibly get a season two out of that? They well, they still had <laughs> manga being published long after that for another year after the this series ended. Not, this I was unaware of. Yes. So the the manga was published from 2009 to 2017. So yes. Oh, so happy to have a season two come out maybe never hopefully just yeah, hopefully never so on a scale of zero to ten sir how would you rate this um favorably minus the ending so i'm okay. gonna give it a eight an eight okay fair enough uh while you give it a nice solid eight i'm gonna give it a five I- i'm gonna tell you mine and i'm hopefully you'll be able to change your mind okay the reason i'm giving it an eight is it had very decent imagery the story caught you i want to say in the first episode it was a good good hook for the first episode the frame rate felt a little bit low so the graphics were not as clean as i'd like them to be but they were on point right um but i think a lot of it had to do with computer graphics because when they were using their powers you really couldn't draw that to look like that without computers so i think that kind of hindered it a little bit let's see um the ending i felt kind of left it open which i know you don't like but yeah that that's that's why i have it as an eight all right if it had a better ending i would have said more fair enough uh obviously the ending is what really drove me to uh, drop it down a couple of pegs. The animation was good. It was clean, although it tried hard at comedy, which really lowers it for me. Um, I really, I hated Justice. I hated him. He, he was not a character really? that made me want to watch the show. He was just real. I, I did not like him. It, it really detracted it from me. Um, and those, those are part of the main reasons why I give it a five. That and the obvious hard push for a season two. We'll have to agree to disagree on that. And hopefully we find out what our viewers think. Indeed. So next week is my choice. It is your choice. Are you going to choose a slice of life again? Uh, we'll see. Um, the <laughs> one that, that actually came up was, uh, uh, Tejina Senpai or Magical Senpai. And Ooh, I've, I've, I've seen this one around. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's pretty new. Came out in July 2019, ran through September 2019. Uh, it is oh, just 12 episodes long, and um, it is comedy, etchy, school, and sinning for the genres. So Ooh, my favorite, my favorite genre in there, which is comedy. Nice. Oh yeah, and etchy. We all know you love your etchy. <laughs> well, I do. I do love a good, a good one. So we'll see. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. Let us know what you thought of this week's tab- taboo tattoo or any of the previous ones and if you've even seen next week's choice feel free to reach out to us let us know what you think of it we'll be happy to hear from you uh, you can reach out to us at featured anime podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at those anime guys we have a voicemail link in the show notes and we also have a link to our discord in the show notes if you want to drop in and say hi until next time i'm jack i'm rick and we'll see you next time Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.